BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Yo, Dog Pack, we finally got our receiver, man, and I'm super pumped to have Elijah Moore in the land. Welcome to the land, brother, and I want my brothers to tell me what's going on. It's Dog's podcast time. Let's kick this off. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome back to another episode of the the Dogs Podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. As you can see, not in the studio today. I've been sick all week. Please bear with me. I'm going to try to get through this without hacking up a lung or sounding like Kermit the Frog because I'm so congested. Uh, Justin's been dealing with sick kids all week, so we decided not to risk it, and we're just going to come to you virtual. One day, we'll all be back in the studio together. I promise it's happening. We know, uh, we all still like each other. So we'll be back in the studio together one day. Uh, but until then, uh, we got a fun episode for you lined up. The Browns, as you heard in our intro, finally made a move for wide receiver, picking up Elijah Moore. Uh, before we get into it, though, remember, if you want to leave us a voicemail, head to thedogspodcast.com, tap leave voicemail, the drop-down menu. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Make sure you tap the notification bell so you never miss an episode. You can also find us on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can also find us on Apple, Spotify, and Google. So we're pretty much everywhere. No excuse not to listen to the dogs. Uh, lastly, if you're looking for more dogs content, content head to jointhedogs.com. Become an official dog pack member on the Patreon page. You get an extra episode every week. You get access to the private Discord. Especially right now during free agency period, the Discord is just it's constantly going with NFL news, Browns news. Everybody's just super hyped for the offseason right now. I mean, this is kind of like the Browns, you know, this is when it's more exciting to be a Browns fan is during the offseason. Uh-huh. So this is a great time to be a part of the dog pack. So if that's something you're interested in, you want to hang out with us more, you want to play fantasy football once football season rolls around, join the dogs.com, become an official dog pack member. So, like I mentioned in the open 10 seconds ago, uh, Browns finally made a move for a wide receiver trading the pick number 42 and they got Elijah Moore receiver from the Jets and pick number 74 if I'm not correct right correct right okay I didn't do a ton of research on that but everything else I'm an expert on this part so uh, I think it's a great move I know Justin and Josh put out a quick video yesterday um, so I'll go to John first what are your thoughts I know a lot of people were starting to hit the panic button. There was talks of it being Jerry Judy. I think Josh even wanted us to trade Nick Chubb for him, uh, <laughs> according to Twitter. Twitter thought so. So, 
So, uh, you know, there's a lot of crazy talk going on out there about uh, us bringing in a wide receiver. So where do you stand, Jar? Do you like to pick? Do you think or do you like the trade? Should we have stayed at 42 and drafted receiver? Should we have pushed harder for Judy? What no, I like to trade. I wasn't sold on Judy. I don't really know why, but I like this trade. There's a few things I like about it. First of all, he's 22 years old, which that's real solid. Um, and we've got him for 1.4 million this year and 1.8 next year. So I don't feel like at that pick number 42, I was excited to see what we took with it. But I mean, you know, we could always pick a bust. We probably would have, honestly. So I'm just, I think it was kind of a no-brainer. You got, you're not getting a receiver that good for that price, really, anywhere else. So I like the trade. I'm excited to see how he fits in the offense. I think he's going to get a lot of play time and make a pretty big difference. I mean, he's a, he gets open, he's fast, got good hands. Um, So I'm excited about it. He doesn't just have good, he's got great hands. I think he has, what, two drops in his NFL career, three, and I think he was only two in all of college or something. I saw something crazy like that. Uh, he's at four, three, two speed, I'm pretty sure. And we're only, even some people on our Patreon, which again, we love all those guys, but we don't always agree on all things that the Browns do. That's what makes it fun. Some of them were disappointed that we gave up 42 to go get Elijah Moore when they said, we could have pushed harder to get a few future number one in Jerry Judy. So that's the, the kind of thing I wanted to address first. One, the the asking price for Jerry Judy immediately turned me off of ever wanting Jerry Judy. A number one or, or, or 42 and a player? Give me a break for what? Because he was good in college? You know what I mean? Like he's, he's, been a, he's been a solid pro, but... You would have thought he was Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, the way people were talking. Like, give me a break. Uh, number one, I, I I wanted no part of that. If if rumor if we would have got him for the forty second pick and no players, okay, then maybe I would have been okay with that. A number, come on, a forty two and a forty two and a player, or we're number one for a guy who has not done that much in the league. Give me a break. Two, I think Elijah Moore is the exact kind of wide receiver we needed to add to the offense. A guy with an insane amount of speed, he an amazing he's a Mari Cooper route running type ability. Okay, he's a great route runner, so which is perfect in Stefanski's precision based passing attack. He's got four three two speed. I mean to me this is you got Amari Cooper, you got DPJ, you got Njoku. Some people said you traded for this guy, we need playmakers. Well one what was a huge knock on Baker Mayfield? We said, how much, what does he need an all pro at every position around him to be good? You're not going to have a franchise quarterback like Deshaun and have four all pro wide receivers. It's, it's not going to happen. Okay. The Bengals aren't going to have all their receivers in a year or two. Trust me. When they're all off the rookie deals, they'll have one. So you got Amari Cooper, you've got David Njoki, you've got Nick Chubb, you've surrounded Deshaun with playmakers. They just might not all be wide receivers. Okay, so he's got he's got plenty of weapons around him. Elijah Moore is the kind of guy who's going to feast with Deshaun Watson. Look what Will Fuller did. I know that Will Fuller is more of just a straight line speed guy, but uh, he was stashed on fantasy rosters for three more years just because of the season he had with Deshaun Watson. That's Elijah Moore is going to feast with this guy. He's going to be open all the time. 
I, to me, it's it was the, it was the perfect trade. And this was actually commented on our YouTube. I forget who said it, but I want to I wanted to. Um, so I'm not taking the credit for thinking of this. It was somebody in our comment section. Do you realize Andrew Barry got Elijah Moore and Amari Cooper in a third round pick? We we got all that for a second and a fifth. Yeah, that's, that's highway insane. robbery. That's insane. And when you think about it like that, that is highway robbery. And the fifth was a swap, bro. It wasn't even like we gave him a fifth. It was a fifth swap. We got to hit back. You know what I mean? Like it is what he's done the last couple of years. I, I won't tolerate any more Andrew Barry slander. I don't understand it. I don't get it one bit. It, it's crazy to me. The, the people who are out there saying he doesn't they're my favorite thing is how many picks is how many stars has he gotten in the third round or later show me the gm who's just hitting on every pick in the fourth fifth and sixth that that guy doesn't exist give me a, they all want john dorsey back he well he guess what he took baker number one over josh allen and hired freddie kitchens so give me a break with that it, andrew barry has loaded this team not with just talent but talent that fits what the Browns want to do. It's he's hitting it out of the park, in my opinion. Me and Josh were talking about that because Josh kind of said, what is the success rate on picks? Because if you look at his complete resume, there's some duds. And I'm talking like there's high duds. You know what I mean? I'm not talking about like, oh, he missed in the fourth. Like Jed Wills is probably a bust. He's not a bust. You don't think he is on his way to being a bust. No, he's a starter. He might not be a Hall of Famer, but he's a starter. He started most of the teams in his career since he was a rookie. I don't think you can call that a bust. But I, I, listen, I don't love his effort. He started at left tackle for a team that is considered to have a top three offensive lineman since he was a rookie. To me, a bust a bust is Cam Irving. A guy, <laughs> you know, a guy who can't get on the field. I don't think... It, Jen Wills might not be living up to the Billy. Where would we take him at? Uh, 10. 110. It's, it's 110. Yeah. Okay. So maybe he's not Tristan Wirfs, but he's Definitely been, not. he's, he's better than, he's better than Greg Robinson. Yeah, you know? But- so I'm, I'm, I can't call him a bust. He's, he might not be, he might not be a Hall of Famer or an all pro right now, but I'm not, I'm not going to call that a miss. You know, the biggest thing you can say is we could have had worse. That's I'll, I'll listen to that argument. Okay. You guys, I just you, think. No, go ahead, John. With the picks, like you kind of started saying about it, and we kind of joked around about it yesterday. I don't really think the picks really matter. I don't. I really. Um, if we're gonna go for it, I don't really care about the picks. And then the idea that we're for sure gonna get a guaranteed number one at forty-two. It's not realistic. It's not, especially if you're the Cleveland Browns. And historically, if you look back at what we've done over the last 20, 30 years, that's definitely not going to happen. And I, I don't want to say it's definitely not going to happen, but if, it, if history proceeds to go how it always has, that's not going to work out. You know what I mean? So I want to talk about draft picks and free agency and perceived value. Let's use that. To, I know we have a voicemail who's kind of touching on this subject. Let's play that voicemail and then we can kind of talk about that. Okay, here's voicemail from Phil. Hey guys, it's Phil. So I just want to give a quick thought on free agency. I haven't called in for a while, so I 
figured I would. I'm just seeing a lot of fans complaining about how us giving away draft picks for players. And we are in win now mode. The top picks aren't going to help us win now. I don't know. We're so used to picking in the top 10 of the draft and you know, we're going to draft the next player. It's going to save the Browns, you know. And when we signed Watson, that put us all in. We gave him $230 million to win now. So stop piling draft picks or drafting a bunch of rookies ain't going to put us over the top to where we want to go. We got to get veteran players in here to win now. That's why I like the more trade, a veteran player, good hands, fast, get them in there. Let's go win it. I just think fans are so used to not being in win now mode because usually the Browns are in rebuilding mode constantly. So something we got to get used to. It's going to be a, a wild ride. Let's buckle up, boys. Here we go. Go Brownies. So the picks thing is, it's crazy to me. First of all, we've had high draft picks my entire life. It's got just absolutely nothing. There, you know, it's a crapshoot. Uh, the New England Patriots were the dynasty for 20 years. Look how crappy they draft. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, especially it, wide receiver. Yeah. Like, it, I guess they draft well at some things. They, they find that diamond in the rough, but like, like it playmaker. They can't, they can't draft a wide receiver unless, yes, Josh Von McKeel Harry. Um, <laughs> so, uh, the, the the draft is such a crapshoot. I'd much rather have proven talent. Second of all, we did the Mad Dog Awards this year, and we always give out Rookie of the Year. Rookies had such a low impact on even last year's team that went under 500. We had a hard time putting that category together. We had to combine We, had a te- we used yeah, to do offense and defense. We had to put it just total rookies. And, and that's because there's this team's got so much talent. Now you could call it veteran talent. Rookies are just, you're not picking somebody at 42 to just jump on this team and be a day one starter. Yes. That's that's not, that's probably not happening. You know, maybe if we picked it four, but we didn't. Okay. And then this mortgaging the future thing is crazy to me. Next year is the last year that we don't have a first round draft pick. And then we're right back to having a first round draft pick. Yep. Correct. Yeah. Like last year, next year is the last pick that we give away for Deshaun. Right. Yeah. So it didn't even cost us because of, we gave up the current year's first round draft pick. It didn't even cause cost us like three years of picks. It's only going to be two years and we're right back in the first round. Well, we don't need a first round draft pick this year, next year, hopefully, because it's going to hopefully be in the late 20s or if we're lucky, 32. Knock on wood, hopefully one day in my life. It's the, the picks are irrelevant. Yeah. If you think about it, we kind of just got a first round back draft pick. I mean, Moore is basically a first-round pick. I mean, I know he wasn't, but when you're second or third pick in the second round, you're basic. That's first-round talent. He was touted. Yeah, touted as first-round talent. I've seen a lot of people that are anti this move and and wanted to stay at 42 or saying, why didn't we stay at 42 and take Zay Flowers? I don't know how much you guys have read or listened to anything about these rookie wide receivers in the draft classes. Zay Flowers isn't going to be there at 42. No, hell no. So I hell. I I, uh, I see that on a lot of a lot of people saying that, and I just think he he wouldn't have been there. We got a guy that day one, like you said, Blake. We plug him in, and he's ready to go. Well, then Elijah Moore was a ascending player his rookie year. Yes, he battled some injuries, but still put up decent numbers for a rookie playing in an offensive system that was inept. 
with a bad quarterback. And then his second year, they just didn't throw him. He just, it's like he wasn't on the field. Zach Wilson just wouldn't throw him the ball. He still almost had so, 500 yards. Yeah. And, and guys, we have a one and a two. Okay. We, we, we were looking for a third, a third wide receiver who could give us production. We weren't looking for a future Hall of Famer. For the, the for the value, it's like some people are like, well, what about when Amari leaves in a year or two? Well, I'll worry about that in a year or two. I want to win football games this year. Mm-hmm. See, I and I don't know about you guys. Let me know what you think. I feel like Elijah Moore has the he's still he's young, like you said, John. He's twenty two, he's gonna be twenty three this season. I feel like he still has the potential in the right system with the right coaching, the right growth. I think he has the potential and the talent to become a potential number one receiver in an offense. I do. Because he's not he's not strictly a slot receiver. He can bounce outside and play the outside receiver role. Here's what a lot of these fans will do. They'll take the they'll they're gonna look back on this year. They're gonna look at the second round receiver who happens to be amazing. And they're gonna say that's who the Browns should have gotten instead of trading for Elijah Moore. But if they were the GM, they wouldn't know. They wouldn't know that's who they should pick. <laughs> that that kind of stuff happens a lot. Yeah. But for me, with the picks, rookie con- you don't draft a guy and sign him to a lifelong contract. So even if you we miss on a lot of picks, but even if we hit on all our picks, if we can't form some kind of winning culture, you're just gonna leave. <laughs> a lot of them, you know. Yes. So we've done a lot to change the culture, but I mean if we were uh, if we were a three, four win team every year, do you think Garrett would have asked for a trade by now? Uh, I just think he wouldn't have signed his extension. You just would have left him free agency. Yeah. Okay. Or that. Yeah. So I mean, we became we went from man one in fifteen, zero in sixteen to winning seventy games, which isn't great, but it's for Browns fans, it's pretty great. <laughs> um, I would do. I would be focusing more on on creating a winning culture because like I said, even if you hit on your draft picks, they're they're gonna leave it if you're a three win team. Well in like to kind of just touch on that, the culture has been changed in Cleveland. Now the wins might not have gotten to where we want them, but the fact that we're not happy with seven wins, eight wins, nine wins, that's how you know the culture has changed because the expectation has changed. We were Owen. We were one in thirty-one. We cracked open beer coolers and we're chanting Baker Mayfield's name because we won one football game. Well, that's not the that's not the expectation anymore. You know what I mean? So the culture has been changed in Cleveland. Now that's the foundational part of it. Now you got to build onto that by adding good players, smart players, good coaches, and then you build that up, and then you sprinkle rookies, some veteran free agents, and next thing you know, you start winning some football games. But it has to start at the bottom. I felt like, and I like John Dorsey for everything he did for the Browns, but he he tried to build it from the top down. He was just throwing talent at the wall, throwing shit at the wall and seeing what stuck. Okay? And Andrew Barry is gone. We got to go, you got to build a foundation first. And then you once you get a strong foundation and you build it up, now you got your core and now you just sprinkle things into it, and now you you know football games. You'll start winning football games. So, um, I I think the culture in Cleveland has changed. No, I agree. That's kind of what I was saying. I just 
I, uh, I'm just better at it. I know, John. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, that's it with it. You are. Um, <laughs> yeah, you just kind of made me forget what I was going to say. So <laughs> There's only one thing left to do, John, is they'll win the whole goddamn thing. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Spring is in the air, and that can only mean one thing. Spring grilling. The steak experts at Omaha Steaks have made it easy to spring into something delicious with their semi-annual sale. With 50% off site-wide, grab all your favorites like perfectly aged, tender steaks, ocean-fresh seafood, juicy burgers, incredible air-chilled chicken, and decadent desserts. Plus, when you go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S at checkout, you'll get an extra $30 off your order. It's the perfect way to get fired up and spring into something special. Don't wait. Go to omahasteaks.com. Use code DOGS at checkout. Take advantage of this deal right now. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away, and you're going to want to hurry because 50% off site-wide is only happening for a limited time. So don't miss your chance to save big right now. Visit omahasteaks.com. Use code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, at checkout. Get that additional $30 off when you shop their semi-annual sale today. Minimum order may be required. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. This episode is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Ready for the underdogs, the upsets, and the unbelievable action from DraftKings Sportsbook? The biggest tournament in college basketball is here. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on college hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all customers can score a no-sweat bet during round one and two of the tournament. Go to the app, opt-in, and place a no-sweat bet this weekend. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Sign up with code TPPN. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Win or lose, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Well, hey, real quick, do you guys want, can I give you guys some of these Elijah Moore stats that I found today that absolutely got me you know, even more excited about having him? So this is from uh, Player Profiler dot com his target separation last year which measures a receiver's average yards of separation from his assigned defender at the moment the pass arrives to him so his target separation was 2.14 yards 2.14 that was 12th overall in the nfl like you think about name 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 the top 10 receivers in the league or whatever he was 12th in his target separation the last time the browns had a receiver that was that open all the time we were throwing the ball at the defender's back (laughs) (laughs) but you're right to your point about amari cooper and the the route running is going to be absolutely insane between these two so 
I it said that he only caught 37 of his 65 targets last year, which was good for 56.9 percent. That was 171st in the NFL, 171. But that was because of Zach Wilson being absolute trash. His catchable target rate was, let me see, catchable target rate was 54.5 percent. That was 98th overall. That's the quarterback's fault. So. 54. Only, only 54 half of the balls were catchable. Yeah, only half the balls that he was throwing were catchable. So his true catch rate that they measured was 102.8%, which was fifth in the NFL. That shows that he actually caught more passes than he was supposed to based on how bad the targets were. That's that's impressive. That, that's the that's the kind of stuff you have to look at when you're when you're looking at deals like this. Like yes. the initial numbers might not jump off the, the stat page, but there's context to that and there's reasons behind it and i mean that that's super he caught more balls than what you know the analytics say he should have been able to catch correct and like you said that's impressive only three drops his entire career so far over two years in the nfl only three drops on 142 targets it's he's he's very good very especially when those targets are coming from zach wilson i'm just i'm so excited for the browns offense this year We've heard a lot of rumors that they're going to transition into a much more pass offense, and I I can somewhat believe it because I think you see that in Stefanski's style anyways. I mean, there's times he, he likes to throw it around the yard a little bit. It's 80-mile-per-hour winds, and we're still chucking it around. Yeah. Um, I just – I want to – I'm perfectly fine with being like 60, even 70% um, pass, but that 30% – it's got to be all Nick Chubb. He, Nick Chubb can't get 8 to 10 carries a game. This guy's still got to get his 16 to 17 carries. Please. Let's not, let's not be stupid, at least. And we got to win those games, too. Nick <laughs> <laughs> Chubb no, doesn't get his 20 carries. I'd like to see Nick Chubb at least get 18 to 20 touches a game between rushes, a couple screen passes, swing passes, something like that. And then if we're throwing the ball, spreading it out, Deshaun's Deshaun's making uh, plays with his legs, and we're cool. I mean, I just want the Browns to score points, really. But I I think Nick Chubb's an important part of the offense, and we'd be stupid to just completely eliminate that part of the offense. I agree. I don't think we eliminate it at all. I think that, honestly, it's just going to be that much more efficient. So he might not – we might not have to feed him such heavy volume to be able to get – production like large production out of Nick Chubb because if what they're doing like you said with this passing offense I, I, I believe it too because Jordan Akins is a high higher end receiving tight end like they didn't bring him in here to be like a blocker so I think that him with Njoku shows they want you know good pass catching production out of that position Elijah Moore Mari Cooper DPJ we still have draft picks. I mean, we can still draft a, a receiver or two later in the draft. I'm sure they'll add a guy, maybe a couple, you know, in free agency still. Not high end guys, of course, but. I mean, may, who knows, man? You're only literally putting $1.4 million into it. You just picked up, at least in my opinion, you just picked up a stud slot receiver. You literally, David Bell, I, I, it hurts me to say this, but he kind of is irrelevant now at this point. When you pick up Elijah Moore, to me, to me, when I when I look at it. So if you want to go and take a swing at a, a proven guy, I mean, if 
I know this is, sounds crazy and people might laugh, but if Odell wants to come here for six or seven million, oh, I'm doing that. I'm, I'm count, count me in. You know what I mean? You get that kind of. I mean, I know it just to me, that's the kind of things you could do. You could do that now. You still, yeah, you still got plenty of money. You just, yeah, yeah. Like Elijah Moore is a good pickup, but like you said, we we got a pick back for it. First of all, and, and like you said, we're only paying him a million dollars, so it doesn't. We don't have to be done. Um, I, I'm excited to see what we do. the The Browns have quietly had a crazy good off season. The big data Orlovsky said, like he said, if if Deshaun Watson can play like he did in 2020. Uh, I think that was his last year playing, right? 2020. Uh, he said there's a sleeping giant in Cleveland because the, the the pieces we've added to the defense, not just in players, but also in coaching. Right. And then Elijah Moore just fits this offensive system so well. If Deshaun can play well, again, it's a lot of ifs. And I don't want to be talking a big talk because I don't want to be the paper champions again. So... Like Ravens fans, please don't come at me saying I'm predicting us to win 17 games this year. I'm not. I just think that if Deshaun plays well and we play and we play smart and these guys play up to their ability, it could be a fun season for the Browns. Browns are a playoff. They got to go. They got to go out and do it. We were a playoff team last year with a better defense. Our offense wasn't the problem, and, and the offense can take a major step forward, like you just said, under Deshaun Watson. So. If we get that defense going this year, I mean, you're right. It's we really do have a good opportunity to do something, make some noise this year. And this is a little off topic, though. But the Steelers with Kenny Pickett, I'm just not worried about that. And I know that they want they're going to always be in it because it's the Steelers and it's Mike Tomlin. But I just don't know if they're a real threat. The Bengals. I know that I don't think they're going to have Joe Mixon. Might I don't know what's going on with him. I don't think he, he plays there this year. He's in some trouble. Um, they lost their tight end, correct? Yeah, uh, lost they, their whole defense. It feels like yes, whole so, secondary. So I get they signed the left tackle, but the strength of that team last year was how underrated their defense was. Right they, until we played them the first time, nobody had scored in the second half against the Bengals. So that was the strength. That was a, a kind of a, an unsung hero of that team was the, their defense, and it's it's gone. So and then who knows if we're going to get into this later? Baltimore is probably not going to have a quarterback. They're going to have a great defense, but I don't know if they're going to score any points. So uh, if there's ever a year where the division's out there to to go get, this is the year to do. This is looking like this is the year to try to go do it. I agree 100%, man. So, well, uh, some more news this week, more good defensive news. Browns re-signed middle linebacker Anthony Walker to another one-year deal. Uh, I think this is important. We've done it. We've addressed a lot of needs on the defensive side of the ball, but linebacker is still a spot that we need. We needed some playmakers. We needed some guys who could be leaders, who who can go tackle. That's what Anthony Walker does. He's a good guy in the locker room. He leads the huddle. He makes the defensive calls. We saw what happened to the defense. An already bad defense, how much worse it got once he went down last year. So I think this is a this is a good um signing to bring him back. Yep, hundred percent agree, man. He's I think that was 
whenever I got the report that he was visiting with like the commanders and everything, I was like, ah, man, I was really holding out that he was coming back, hopefully. And then he did. So that's awesome. Thank God the commanders are just like in disarray. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you don't even know if they're, like, they're going to have an owner. He's, I don't know what's going on over there. That, that team is, ugh, I'm glad I'm not a Washington commanders fan. Coming from a Cleveland Browns. Save it from a head of, yeah, Browns. <laughs> wow. Uh, I did see my boy Taylor Heineke, though. Where'd he get signed? He uh, went to um, Atlanta, right? Or no? Was, yeah. Was it, was it Atlanta? Was it? He went somewhere. I hope he gets to play. That between him and Minshew and uh Minshew in uh Indy, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Minshew. So, yep. Those are a couple of my guys I like to keep an eye on. So hopefully they put they get a chance to play this year. Um He's Atlanta. Atlanta quarterback. Uh, so uh before we jump into talking a little bit about Lamar, I'm pretty sure Josh, you said we have another voicemail. Yep, this one's from Kenny Mack. Yo, guys, it's Kenny Mack, and I'm calling about the episode with DF. I couldn't agree with him more. I think you draft two receivers, and I think you sign one. Also, I put like a mock, I guess, team together uh, that'll kick off the season. In it, I have um, Jed Wills getting traded for a third-round pick, and I want to pick up Taylor Lewan. I want to get a mean, nasty line, and uh, Wills just isn't there. Send me your thoughts, or give me your thoughts. Cheers. If you can get Taylor Lewan, then go ahead and trade Jed Wills. Um, but I don't know what Taylor Lewan's looking for. I, I saw he's got his Bustle with the Boys podcast. I think he said he wants to play on a he wants to play for a contender for sure. I would consider the Browns a contender at least on paper right now. We'll see. Um, so that would be that would be a big move. Taylor, he's he doesn't suck. No, he does not suck. I'm just trying to look up real quick and see what uh, they don't have market value listed for him. But I don't know what he. The, the only reason he got let go from the Titans, I'm pretty sure, is money, so they could save some money. He's I don't, but I don't know what kind of contract he's targeting. Um, but he 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 is Looks he like, would be good. He would be better than Jed Wills, that's for sure. Last year he was 14.6 against their cap. Get a third for Jed Wills. Oh, you could. He's a starting left tackle. You, yes, you could. That might even be underselling it, in my opinion. Um, that might be. Your, yeah, I know he's second round. If you want, he's got a. Yeah, he's got a, a little bit of a bad rap in Cleveland with some of his effort and stuff like that. But the dude, ha- I mean, he's Joe Thomas's favorite tackle coming into the draft for a reason. The guy has talent. You just gotta get the hustle to match the talent. Sometimes, well, I think only a coach would look at that. I'll start listening to Joe Thomas when he when he signs Justin's uh, jerseys and pictures. <laughs> he hates, I'm just out. He hates me. Yeah, I don't I'm know. Just, he is not a nice person. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm just kidding. I love Joe Thomas. Me too. Me too. I'm just saying. I think a coach would look at his talent and think I can do something with that. No, I, mean, I think I think you get a second for Jed Wills. I, at least I think so. Uh, just just to play devil's advocate with you, if you can't get it f- out of him with Bill Callahan, is there somebody that you can get it from? You know what I mean? Like that thought went through my head too, Justin. I was like, oh. uh, if you can't get it from that guy, maybe coaches you're not are, coaches are egotistical though. Every coach thinks they got the secret sauce. You know what I mean? Rick. So um, I think you can get a second for him. 
but no i that that would be in an ideal world that'd be cool but uh i don't know if it happens i they seem to like chet i don't know so um but i want to transition into talking about lamar so i think he he's got a a rep reaching out to teams saying like hey come negotiate with me please um he doesn't have an agent his mom's his agent uh i'm gonna cough real quick bear with i said you guys have to <laughs> i was gonna say i could hear go, go ahead i want to touch on that so, oh man i got an update on my phone right before you walked in and it basically the nfl is saying that anybody who negotiates with this this rep that uh is working for lamar jackson basically any offer sheets or anything are void they'll be voided they don't it says that they're just not valid i don't know it's wild to me it's just crazy it's it feels criminal if you're gonna do that why would you just just go get an agent you're right i if i'm him i'm like okay guys cool i'm going to get a damn agent this is ridiculous (laughs) ridiculous but i um but then reports are coming out like he's ready to be out of Baltimore, which I think we yeah. knew that. I think I said that last year when he was sitting out. Um, he's not. I don't think he ever plays another game in Baltimore. I think he's ready to be gone. I think they're ready for him to be gone. Honestly, they won't say it publicly, but they kind of did when they didn't resign him and they let other teams talk to him. Uh, I have this theory that he won't get signed before the season. And I think he's going to end up sitting 10 games and becoming a free agent. Yeah. And then being able to sign with any team he wants. The Ravens won't be able to match. The team who signs him won't have to give up two first-round draft picks. Um, I think that's what's going to happen. I think Lamar sits for first 10 games. I would prefer that, man. I don't want Baltimore getting any first-round draft picks. <laughs> I, I agree. Because this is what I said earlier. Baltimore has no – they don't have any receivers – um, J.K. Dobbins is good, especially if he's if he's continuing to get healthy. He started to come on late last year. Uh, Mark Andrews is good, but he was quiet last year. If Lamar uh, Lamar is such a big part of their offense, and I know they go they went and got Todd Larkin, but to me, that's if anything screams we don't want Lamar anymore. It's, it's hey, him. Let's go sign this head air raid attack air yeah. raid offensive coordinator. That is not Lamar. You did not draft Lamar because you thought he was gonna sit in the pocket and be Peyton Manning. Like that's not his strength at all. Even if he has gotten better at throwing since he's come into the league, that that is never gonna be his strength. So if anything screams we don't want this guy anymore, it was hiring Todd Lonkin. Um and I I just don't know if they're gonna score. I don't I think they'll be in every game this year because their defense is good. And because they have Justin Tucker. So, but man, it's going to be tough for them to score 20. I think. Are you guys surprised? Because like for me, since they came in like as the Ravens into the league, they've been like almost like, hey, this is how you do it. You know what I mean? They've been like one of the better organizations just as far as just everything. Like I feel like they nail drafts. They, They do well in free agency. Everything... Seems good. It seems so dysfunctional. Why? Well, here, here's the thing. Uh, growing up, I mean, growing up, they had years with like what was it, Todd Bowler? Yeah, Kyle Bowler. Uh, you know, they were very good then. Yeah. Uh, like the end of the Jamal Lewis years for them. They, yeah. they, they were very good. 
And then they obviously they won the Super Bowl with Ray Lewis, then mm-hmm. one of the you know the best defenses ever. But then they made a stupid move and uh, let Aquan Bolden go and give Joe Flacco a ton of money. That almost cost John Harbaugh's job. If you remember, before they made the switch to Lamar midseason, it was being reported that John Harbaugh and the Ravens were mutually parting ways at the end of the season. So this isn't the first time we've seen a little bit of discombobulation within the organization. Now, winning cures all. So they kept kept winning, so you overlook it. But just a few years ago, John Harbaugh was on his way out, and Lamar Jackson kind of saved him. And so, um, yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, two Super Bowl titles would do a lot for keeping you around. Yeah, yes, it it does wonders. It does wonders for your coaching legacy and your your future and safety of your job. Well, he did. He only had one Super Bowl. Oh, is he? uh, Oh, yeah, because it was. uh, Oh God, why can't I think of his name right off the top? Yeah, no, 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 no. Brian, 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 Brian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Mike's. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Okay. I feel you, right? But um, no, yeah, I, I think defensively they're going to be very good this year. Mm-hmm. Special teams-wise, they'll be awesome. John Harbaugh, good special teams coach. Justin yeah. Tucker is you know the best kicker ever. Man. But yeah. I just think offensive, we saw how much of a struggle they were this year to score points. It, it's only going to get worse, in my opinion. And so, and I like Tyler Huntley, but I think he showed, he kind of showed last year like an extended time. I don't know if he's a guy like that you hit your wagon to. And they're saying they're kind of they're shopping for a veteran quarterback, you know, just in case who's, things. Who's left? <laughs> Nobody I'd want. Oh, Josh, Lamar. Cam Newton. He's throwing around. He's getting warmed up. He's throwing it a uh, pro day. There ain't, there ain't thirty-two mother effers better than him. Oh, okay. right. there is. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but no, it's. I think. Um, I think they can struggle to score some points this year. I like I said earlier in the episode, I think this is the year that the Browns, if they can put it all together, like the divisions within grasp, they just gotta put it all together. I think that's fair. And, anything else, fellas? Nah, man. It's been an exciting, exciting two weeks of uh NFL free agency and, and everything that the Browns are doing. Andrew Barry's just I love it, man. This has been fun. A lot of fun. I know. I would talk about it a lot more if every passive minute I didn't get more and more congested. <laughs> I know. We so if you, guys are one, you. if you guys are wondering why we're wrapping this up so quick, it's because I don't know how many more minutes I have left in me before I just yeah. fall out of this chair. He so, can't breathe through his nose anymore. Well, we still yeah. have to do our after hours, so we, we better yeah, sure. save a little stamina for that. If you guys want to tune in and see if I survived for that episode, uh, pledge your five dollars and come check it out <laughs> they watch him pass out yeah i mean what better things can you spend five dollars on than to watch my big ass fall out of this chair <laughs> so <laughs> it'll be a good time but uh we want to thank you guys for being here uh checking out this episode hanging out with us all off season again if you want to get your voicemails about uh all the moves we've made what you guys think of them uh thedogspodcast.com tap leave voicemail on the drop down menu if you're watching on youtube again don't forget to tap the notification bell we've been putting out a bunch of content pretty much every single day so you don't want to miss anything so make sure you have that tap um and again if you want to come watch me follow this chair potentially join the dogs.com become a dog pack member join our uh check out the after hours once again we appreciate you guys being here and we will see you guys tomorrow or next week depending on when josh decides to make another episode 
Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com. MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.